You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? It's your boy, Eric. We're here with the usual suspect, Shayna, and my boy, Ant. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? It's good. It's been... Another two, what two weeks <laughs> since we last? Yeah, last weekend was Mother's Day. Last weekend was oh, how was your Mother's Day? What'd we could have we could did a Mother's Day episode. I guess we yeah, that's true. We could have y'all do anything? Uh, y'all don't listen to me, man. <laughs> I went to see Breaking In with my mom. Oh, okay. I heard that was a well. I had mixed reviews on that one. I didn't get to see it yet, but yeah, my mom thought it was good. So that's all that matters, right? Was it fake news? Like, what do you mean? I mean, was it what you expected it to be? Like, was it what we expected it to be? Like, you know, it was like, worse than I thought it was going to be. Like, way worse. I thought it was going to be bad, but it was. It was uh, not. It was way worse. <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I feel like Mother's Day though. Uh, it's always nice to to you know hang out with the mom and you know check in on her because my mom she's she's living by herself right now. So you know it's always nice to, to for her to have company. You know her her sons and her daughter come and see her. Yeah, um, let me do my classic plug uh, at Reluctant Buff at, at, on Instagram. Uh, I hung out. With, we hung out with my grandmother. We took her out. To, well, she actually took us out to dinner. She didn't pay, but she picked, she <laughs> picked the venue where we went okay. to, and it was an Italian restaurant. But the thing is, you know, we kind of realized um, compared to the places we picked, this Italian restaurant it was expensive, but the food mm. didn't meet up to the price. Oh man! So we, so we told her, Mom, next time let let us pick. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we 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 picked the venue and we pick a place where we can finesse the price a little bit. She was like, "It just looked good," but mm. uh, it was a fun time. We, we was with the family, and that's what matters. And you know, um, my uh, my girl got my mom a gift, and my mom mm. liked it, and you know. Yeah, it was it was a all around pretty solid weekend. Let's call out this this Italian restaurant. What's the name of it? Uh, <laughs> Buca di Pedo. Oh, what is that? The what the what they give you like a big old right. bowl of food? You got you got to choose between small and large. I'm not trying to say it's a bad restaurant. The food was decent, but it, it just didn't meet the price though. Yeah, was it Buca di Beppo or Buca di? Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I've been, I've been there, before. there before. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's yeah, me. it's okay. I mean, yeah, it's okay. You know, somebody told me, and I think I believe this. Someone said that Olive Garden is the equivalent to, like the the, the Italian equivalent to McDonald's. Yeah, y'all agree? Yeah. All right, I, I, I know. <laughs> I know people love Olive Garden. I'm just, I'm sorry, I can't yeah. go there. It's, 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 yeah, my it's, daughter loves Olive Garden, and she loves McDonald's. It's more expensive than McDonald's. <laughs> She's a child. So. <laughs> it's more expensive. It's more expensive, but it's just not authentic. It's just I need. I need to know if the quarter pounder is the is the great white hope. <laughs> does it taste good now? I look, it looks thick too. It burgers. looks real thick. Yeah, I don't do burgers. No, I don't do McDonald's. I haven't done McDonald's in a long time. I do their breakfast. Uh, the bre- I guess the breakfast is actually a little bit better than everything else. Though I can't knock the McGriddle. I mean, the McGriddle was just good to me. You know, the Mc, the McGriddle was ahead of its time. I think that was the <laughs> the greatest invention, the food invention we ever had. No sliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh, Let, let's get let's I'm get my own bread off. You, scared, <laughs> you know, I actually don't care for sliced bread like that. I used to love it as a child, <laughs> and I'm like, like the white bread, the sliced white bread. I used to love that. I used to eat it all the time. Put my my hamburgers on it, and then cut around the edges. <laughs> I think there's two great inventions in, in in just in just life, and that's sliced bread and cable. Because I think cable, cable. Is the be- cable is the best thing since sliced bread. No, Netflix now. Mm. But that's part of cable because that's, that's, like, that's a service, you know, yeah. a subscription service. I guess. Yeah. So let's get into some current events. I guess this week we have the— well, this- hold on. We, we are set in Detroit a little bit. So look, can we talk about the Conyers thing? Oh, shoot. I missed that. What happened? You need <laughs> right, to inform right. me. What's going on? Okay, so I think John Conyers' son was running, and he needed a. I don't. I don't know which son it was. I think. I think the son is running against the cousin. Yeah, Ian versus John. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And I think John, the son, I think he needed a lot of signatures to be like um, required, and he had it, but a lot of those signatures weren't like verified to vote, uh, or maybe their license expired or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they didn't count. So he can't. He can't. He can't really run. Dang, that's messed up. First yeah. off, family running against each other, that's not a good, that's not good. I don't know if they should do that. 
I also feel like the whole reactionary running thing, like you should have been grooming your son and your nephew to mm-hmm. run and to be participating in in politics. You should have been, you should have already groomed them for your seat. You should have already been gone. Like you were too old. You were going to work with your robe on. <laughs> like you, you old, like you should have, you should have been gone. Like this is something that probably should have taken place maybe 10 or 15 years ago maybe with a, a family member that have, might have been of age i don't yeah. think they were of age yeah they're pretty but, still pretty young yeah like grooming your family for politics like making politics a family business i don't see anything wrong with that i just feel like this is a reaction to you having to leave during due to the the sexual yeah. assault allegations i'm just over the like the legacy politics anyway though i think it's just too many just Career, that's, family, politicians. I, I can't stand it. I don't see that's, a problem with legacies. That's part of the reason we have Trump now. People were like, we don't want another Clinton. You know, we don't want another Bush. You know, that's part of the reason because nobody else stepped up that we had to deal with him because nobody wanted legacy. That's not the only reason, granted. But but I think when you look at the political, the reasons why, you know, politics was put in place is for people who represent the community to actually be voted in to represent the community. And these people are so far removed from their, from their communities at this point, man. It, what's the point? You know, what's, they're, they're just literally just passing it down from, from their kids to their kids to their kid. So I personally think that we need some people who are, you know, new to politics in general, mm-hmm. you know, to, to voice their concerns because that's what it's about. It's about representation from the people. Just that's just me, though. So my man's that we had here the other day, um, your uh, oh, Donovan. Yeah, Donovan. So what? So. How does he kind of like play into what's going on today? Like what's mm. what what's what's he gearing towards? So he is I don't know if he's running for anything currently, but I know he ran for a state rep, I think two years ago. And he came close, he didn't win. Um and now he's currently he oversees the Detroit Young Democrats, and I'm actually going to a meeting with him later today. Okay. Um, you know, so he's he's involved politically. He's he's in a lot of things, a lot of circles. Nice. And I think for him he's trying to reevaluate, you know, where he wants to go in terms of politics. But I think that he does a great job of um, you know, just staying connected. I personally, I was having a conversation with in one of my classes. We're looking at, you know, the political involvement in the city of Detroit and in terms of like urban youth. And my classmate, she was like, I'm surprised more female African-American females don't get involved, you know, in city politics. And I, I can't really say they're not involved, but I feel like men are sort of groomed to, to you know, take those roles. And um, I think it'd be refreshing to have like a mayor you know, female black mayor or female black, um, you know, someone who's who's powerful, who can sort of, you know, take the reins. Um, you got to have the drive. You, but that doesn't mean a lot of women know how to drive. Yeah. There's a lot of women uh-huh. out here who have to drive. It's just sometimes that door is closed due to, to, to reasons that we know. You know, sexism is one of them. Um, it's a game about who you know. And, you know, I think we need to really open up our, our borders in terms of figuring out who's allowed to participate in politics. Um but that's a whole that's a whole another topic we can have. I do want to touch on though for current events. Let's talk on the shooting that happened in Santa Fe High School in Texas. So I feel like we're so numb to it now. I wasn't numb. I'm man. not numb to it. I have a child, so like I'm never numb yeah. to like school shootings. Um, like um, <laughs> having a child, it makes you so like it makes you vulnerable. And then you like you put them in the school system and then, you know, something like that happens. Scary. Yes. And it's, 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 it's just crazy to think that this kid, you know, he he didn't really show any real signs. Yes, he did have like I mean, he t- took pictures with guns. So that's that's kind of a sign. Um, but for no one to really act on intervening at some point, you know, they, they see him post pictures of guns. They see him like, you know, wearing trench coats with all types of uh, what? insignia from the nazis and all that stuff on it and no one said anything i i I think it's it's not possible for me to be numb about school shootings because it's it's very disturbing to me i mean any kind of shooting is disturbing but i think school shootings you know that's that's kids you know that's that's youth that hasn't grown up to be adults like us i think that's what's most disturbing that their life could be taken away without them fully living it yeah because really, their life, their lives are not their own now. It's their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, their parents are taking care of them and growing them on how to be adults like their like themselves. So that's why school shootings. I I don't know if I can get numb to that. But how look how many people the next day they're worried more about the the wedding of of Meghan Markle and, and Prince Harry. Oh, the wedding was all over my timeline, like right. everywhere. 
and that and the shooting disappeared. No one talked about that at all. So I just it feel like it was on the news. I went. Where did I go? I was at the bar, and it, and it was on the news. Like mm. I saw, know? I saw a mixture of both, but I I don't even think there should be a mixture. I mean, yes, it needs to be reported on because it is quote unquote important. It's the royal wedding, mm-hmm. but I I think the coverage could have been a little less. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know all the hype, the fanfare about it. I understand it's different because she's, you know, she's a biracial American, right. so that makes it that puts a whole new perspective on it. But still, you have more significant things going on in our community, in our country, you know, that we're not talking about, and they're never going to talk about the gun rights issue or uh, gun control issue because, again, no one wants to do anything. Everyone's too uh, involved either through the NRA with money, receiving money. Mm-hmm. It's too difficult of a topic to even address because it's like, where do you start? And so I think we just sort of, you know, say our thoughts and prayers, go to the victims, and then move on, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I, I mean, what what can you do besides, you know, probably, like, quit your job and, like, join the fight to, like, really stop it? I mean, well, I'm, I'm being serious because there's yeah. a post I saw where there was a man drowning, and then there was, like, a um, middle-class American male saying, oh, man, my thoughts and prayers are with you. And the mm. guy's like, help me, help me. And the guy's like, I said my thoughts and prayers are with <laughs> you as the guy was, like, drowning. And I'm like, man, sometimes I feel like I'm that dude just saying yeah. my thoughts and prayers and not really doing anything. I mean, I think it's the sense of, you know, as citizens, we think we don't believe that we have the power to do anything. Like, we're not, we in, like, we're not in government. It's donations and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But, you know, we're, you're dealing with a system that's much larger than, you know, we are. I mean, collectively, and, and unfortunately, we too fractioned, you know, as society to really, you know, stand up for one issue. I don't know when the last time we ever agreed on one thing as a as a country. And we're able to successfully sort of get legislation backed for that one thing. Um, and so it's just like this day and age, nothing. I don't see any good or anything coming out of these these killings. Um, nothing change. Nothing's going to change uh, it, regardless of what shooting or, or event happens next. People are just going to say again, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. Thoughts and prayers and then move on to the next tragedy. Um, I, I think I might have some good news. Yeah. Now, I hope this isn't <coughs> fake news, but um you know, I followed I followed this like like little um like community uh slash open forum where people are trying to like uh end new end net neutrality. Mm-hmm. Uh well not end net neutrality. We we want net neutrality, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like bring back net neutrality. Right. So I got an email from like the um US Senator Debbie Stabno mm-hmm. um from, from Michigan saying uh the Senate passed a resolution to reinstate the net neutrality rules mm-hmm. and now it's on its way to house. That's a good sign. I mean, I mean the house, though. I don't trust the house to really pass anything, but it's 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 a, it's a good step in the right direction. You know, some good news. Yeah, and that's and that's definitely good to hear. Um, I do want to. I know Anthony, you didn't watch the the royal wedding. <laughs> Shayna, did you watch it? No, no, I didn't watch the royal wedding. Sleep. Did y'all see? <laughs> did y'all see clips of it? I saw clips. Okay, so this royal wedding, I actually woke up by coincidence, and I was like, all right, it was. I wake up early anyway, so I woke up like at six thirty. Just so happened to turn on television and watch the, the royal wedding. I will say that this was a unique, one of the most unique royal weddings I've seen ever. And I've only seen two. <laughs> I'd say you see more <laughs> than one? Only because you saw the mix of that American, you know, the sort of the black side. And then you saw that the proper British, you know, um, sort of thing sort of put in there as well. So uh, if, if y'all, I'm sure y'all saw they had the Bishop Michael Curry, who is a... Um, what is this? Uh, what is his religion? Episcopalian. He's Episcopalian bishop, and he brought this like this real Southern Baptist, you know, style to it. And people were kind of freaked out. They were like, you know, what's what is this? Like the British people were just confused. It's merging of ch- cultures. And it's merging of cultures. And they had a gospel group that came out and they sang "Stand by Me." Um, and it was just such a unique thing that you don't, you wouldn't recognize as being, you know, this royal like this British. Um, wedding it was so like more traditional it was, it was less traditional more like modern um i mean it was it was unique and, and if you see if if you find clips online definitely take a look it's definitely something that um i wasn't used to or wasn't expecting and it was actually refreshing i'm, I'm gonna be honest with you man i'm not gonna go out searching for <laughs> but, Dude, but i mean it's but, everywhere but, but, Go on Twitter, it's right everywhere. There. but but i mean to say marriage is a good thing like whoever's getting married so mm-hmm. like i i do think that you know uh my my blessings to them and i hope they uh, uh stay married for a long time yeah yeah congratulations <laughs> congrats <laughs> i mean seriously that's true i guess that's it for current events let's move on to shana you got some hip-hop corner stuff wait hold up uh oh. no trump today you don't want to talk about trump 
What about him? What do you do this time? Uh, did Giuliani say something? Uh, no, we didn't bribe. Yes, we bribed. Oh, no, no, no. North Korea. So we were once oh, at yeah. peace, and now they're like, uh, Trump is testing us again because uh, what happened? So essentially, North Korea, so they had this agreement that they were going to meet with America to discuss um, North Korea's nuclear weapons and sort of figure out a way to, to disband or disarm them. And North, North Korea sort of flip-flopped. Now they're talking about not speaking with Trump and they don't want to give up their nuclear weapons. And so Trump was so just actively just congratulating himself about this. He thought it was such a big win. But now it's just like it's not going to happen anymore. So, (laughs) you know, it's just one of those those things where he didn't close out on the deal yet. So he talks about the art of the deal and just being this great deal maker. We have yet to see this happen so far. So that's that's all that is. I'm just over talking about Trump. It's just too much. I know. I know. We, we got to say something. We do. Do we? Right. Do we? That's the question. It's, it's do current, we? It's current events. I mean, we have to say something. Yeah. All right, Shannon, what's up, what's up with your hip hop corner? I finally listened to the book of Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, before I listened to the book of Ryan, um, my favorite Royce project, like solo project, was uh, Death is Certain. Okay. Came out Success about. is Certain. Death is Certain. Came out first. Came out around oh. 2000. Four success is certain came out after that. Oh. So before that, um, that, that was my favorite Royce like project from beginning to end. Uh, but this one now is my favorite Royce project. This is like Royce. He's like in rare form. I've never heard him like be this good. Okay. And my favorite track is Caterpillar. Okay. Mine is Power. It's really good. Okay. Uh. You don't want to say anything more about it, like like summarize what's going on in it, or well, it's like to me, it's kind of like for me, it's like B, like B, where I can I can't pick a song like in the middle of the album and then just start listening. To, I can't like go through. I have to listen to it from beginning to end because he basically like tells a story like through mm-hmm. the whole album. It's a and graphic the, and novel. It, yes, and it, and it flows. It flows very well. He's talking to his son the whole time. Yes. Mm-hmm. His son is asking him questions about who he is as a person, his background. I think Royce has come a long way. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see him just, you know, in top notch form, sober. And yeah, yeah I, I think I think he's um I think I, I think he's really on his way to being the best MC. I mean, he already okay. is one of the best, but yeah. Okay. So that's it. Uh did you hear anything else? I want mm-hmm. to ask you some questions. Ask me questions about <laughs> Uh, I don't listen to what I don't listen to T Grizzly. I mean, is is he good? I know he came out with something. So I heard I like here. I was in the barbershop mm. and they were playing it, and all the songs sound like uh, the one that everybody likes. With oh, first day, first day out. out, yeah. All the songs sound like that, and it's like his flow is like the same. Like this, all and it's the same. The dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> It's all like every song was the same, and I and sometimes like my Barbara played music, and I'm like, ah, like I want to listen to that that album in its entirety, Mm -hmm. and that wasn't that didn't happen. I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to get out of here. (laughs) Oh wow, that's that's hurt. I'm just I just feel like T Grizzly. (laughs) I mean, no, I like his music. I like at least the first couple of songs he made. The first day out, and then I think it was uh second day out or something like that. Second day and third day <laughs> Third day, out. fourth day out. I just feel like it's not, it's just kind of, it's not really, I want to say lazy. I just feel like he found his niche and he's just kind of sticking with it. He, he's not really pushing those boundaries of creativity, which I understand though, because he found his market. That's your market. That's, that's what people want to hear. But then you also get tired of it to an extent. I mean. So it's tough. Some people, it's kind of all they know. Like Jeezy, to his credit, he mm-hmm. he he tried to be the street preacher, mm-hmm. but I guess he kind of just went back to the trap. I mean, some people are just comfortable in certain genres. Like Pusha T, he's president of good music now, and he's still talking about drug dealing. <laughs> I mean, some people they right. like like they use that as a springboard to to exhibit rap poetry. You know, it's just <clears throat> it's, it's just how it is. Some people just feel comfortable talking about certain things. Yeah, but um. I wanted to ask, are you, I mean, are you still kind of like a little hurt or did you, did you do that Nas list or? No. <laughs> not done the Nas list. Like we're, we're done with Nas. We threw with Nas for. No, for I'm, I'm not through with him. But. I'm not through with him. I just, I haven't 
Yeah, I haven't gone through my my Nas list yet. I I do. I need to think think about that. I mean, can I do a top top five? Okay. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So I I'm talking about albums. Albums. Mm-hmm. I guess my number one will be it was written. Mm-hmm. My number two would be Illmatic. Mm. My number three would be Godson. My number four would be Hip Hop is No. My number four would be Life is Good. Mm. And then my number five would be Hip Hop is Dead. You put all those albums over Stillmatic? Stillmatic. Okay. <laughs> Let me do it one more again. <laughs> one more again. Okay. How about you right. look at my iPod, though? Because I got them all listed. Okay. Okay. I, I'm going to do it. Number one, it was written. Mm-hmm. Number two, Illmatic. Number three, Stillmatic. Mm-hmm. Number four would be Life is Good. And number five would be Hip Hop is Dead. So this is subjective. This is an objective. Right. No, it's well, subjective. I mean, it's right. all subjective. Because, yeah, you can't really put facts on someone's opinion. Yes. I know. But I can't put it was written over Illmatic, but. I have to. I can't. It, it's got, <laughs> it has more songs. And, like, I like more songs off of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Debatingly, I like more songs on Speaker Box and Love Below than Equemini, but I don't think Speaker Box and Love it Below is like better. It's better than Equemini, though. Wait, so you like more songs on it, but it's not better? No, it's not because I like mm. like I like a song in a certain type of mood and point. I like okay. listen to a Quemini front to back. I can feel you. I feel you on that. All right, but um, okay, that's a good right. list. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's solid. That's solid. So look, look. Well, uh, his lip quivering. <laughs> oh, I, I disagree with some things. I wouldn't put hip hop. I wouldn't put hip hop is dead the Black on that Panther list. Panther lip quiver going on over there. <laughs> I wouldn't put hip hop is dead on that list though. I love hip hop is dead. I only like a handful of songs. Maybe it's just me. I just I couldn't do it. Uh, okay, are, are, what would what would you put on there? Top five. All right, hold on. Let me look at my iPod. See, I ain't have to look. <laughs> I probably should have it now. Yeah, I wouldn't have missed Illmatic on the first round. <laughs> I just want to be detailed here. Okay, first one is Illmatic. Okay. Second, it was written. Okay. Third is Stillmatic. Okay. Um. Godson is fourth. Okay. And Untitled and Life is Good tie for fifth. Okay. I get that. I like Untitled a lot. Like, that song about fried chicken is, like, like the best song I've ever heard about food. I love Queen, <laughs> Queens Get the Money. I feel like that's one of the best intros. Yeah, so let's I, – I have – and this, this is going to this is gonna go into the next segment, though, for yours. Um, yeah, man. It's about – all right, 13 Reasons – Thirteen reasons why. I, Part I still two. Watch the first season. I, I I I fell asleep on the second episode. For real, you ain't like it. I, I I watched the I watched the first season in its entirety. Yeah, I liked it. I watched it the first episode and I kind of fell asleep. It was late, mm-hmm. so I haven't finished the second season yet. I'm like halfway done. It's, it's good. It, it's it's a different type of. Give me a frame of reference. Um, I think that was me. That was me. I hit the little thing right here. Oh, okay. But yeah, you got you got you haven't seen it yet, so it doesn't. Well, I mean, matter. go ahead, man. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll catch up to it eventually. <laughs> We're just showing pretty much the aftermath of after uh, old girl killed herself, yeah. um, and so sort of leading up to the trial, and there's there everyone's uh, doing their depositions and you know talking about the case or what happened, and it just gives you a different perspective. Um, I don't want to get into too too much of it because I know some people might want to still watch it, but. It's pretty good so far. I'm only f- four or five episodes through. Okay. Um, but I, I kind of like it. I don't know. I don't know if I like it better than the first one. The first one was really good, but it's it's okay. It's good. But I mean, again, it's debatable though. So just watch it, and yeah, then we'll talk about that next it. week. So, Ant, I know I, I, I stepped on your toes a little bit, but go ahead talk oh, about your, your two uh, cents. Two cents. Uh, like I said, follow me on Instagram at Reluctant Movie Buff. I have been writing reviews lately. I've been trying to move into my new house, but um, I mean, oh, wait, sorry. Yeah. That's pretty much all set up now. Um, yeah, so how how about I just start with Deadpool? Um, I saw Deadpool 2. Okay. So I was like beyond geek for this movie. Usually mm-hmm. with the superhero movie, I need a I need a hype man. <laughs> so I brought my girl with me to see Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And um, 
<laughs> I ended up kind of funny because by the end I was geeked like man I was a ballsy ending and she was just like in tears like oh my god <laughs> you know but this movie um, I went to see it with my friend Ian um, you know what man it was funny it was exactly what Deadpool should be and uh, this is kind of where me and Randy disagree but I, I kind of expected it to be a little more yeah. like they put dead they, they gave Deadpool a moral dilemma and you know and um they low key stole the plot from Looper with the with the villain Cable, mm-hmm. but I, I felt like, you know, it was kind of just the same movie, just a little longer, and I was a little disappointed. Like it's funny, it, the movie does it its funny. job. That was always it was funny, very yeah. funny. Yeah, Deadpool does its job, but it's just like I just I just kind of expected a little bit more. Yeah, her, some, some people really liked it, others really hated it. So I'm kind of like curious how to. I didn't hate it. I I enjoyed it. I just yeah. I you know I, I heard really the, enjoyed it, but I also had a. I was at the movies and they had a Deadpool. They called it a Deadpool daiquiri, mm. where it's basically a daiquiri with Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that before I went to see Deadpool, and so I you guess, were nice, yeah. Right, I good. thoroughly enjoyed. He's feeling nice and happy, relaxed, ready to go. Who'd you go with? I went with Anthony. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so what? what so. I don't know. Is it just me and my tripping? Like, did you expect a little bit more or you expected what you got? I expected what I got. I thought it was funnier than the first one. Like, I like. I don't know joke. if I can say that. Like, I think the first one was a little funnier. But I also had a daiquiri with two shots of Hennessy in it. So. <laughs> I mean, I was a little buzzed, too, but I don't know, man. I feel like the first one, I mean, it is an origin story and everything, but I mm-hmm. feel like um, it was more like straight out the gate. Yeah. Like, you didn't expect a, a superhero this meta. And this one kind of just built off of that, and it was like, I don't know. I feel like some jokes kind of went too long. How did um, Zazie Beats do? Oh, she was great. Was you know, she did her job. Okay. I it's also, just... like, a lot of the jokes, like, if you're not, if you're, like, because they had, like, an 11 joke. Mm. Yeah, they had an 11 joke. They had joke. an 11 joke. They, they kept a... frying Wolverine, man. They yeah, were frying Wolverine him in that jokes. movie. <laughs> they had uh, Black Panther jokes. Yeah, I think at one t- you know the guy that plays um Cable in the film Josh Brolin he plays yeah. Thanos. I think at one point they hinted that they made a joke towards Infinity War. Yes, oh, they did. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, like so if you don't watch a lot of stuff, like a lot of the jokes may have gone over your head, may mm-hmm. go over your head. All right, y'all. <laughs> let's break down Atlanta. This last episode. Y'all. Okay, hold up before we get into that. <clears throat> yeah. Before we get into Atlanta, because that's going to be a conversation. Okay. So, um, evil genius. Oh, yeah. I got to get into this Netflix documentary. So there's this like five, like four part documentary on Netflix about this, um, this, this, this bank, this bank robbery that happened by this uh, piece of delivery man who had his, who had a bomb strapped to his neck. Now the whole series is about the mastermind behind all this. Um, um, a woman who could have alleged won- mastermind, alleged, yeah, alleged mastermind uh, by a woman who could have won the audition for uh, Annie Wilkes in Misery. <laughs> okay, so I'm telling you, man, this. this this whole documentary, it's not really like out the same thing about community, like um, Wild Wild Country. It's mm-hmm. produced by the same people, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just taking you on for a wild ride. And it's the the less you know about the event, the true life event, the better. Yeah, because I didn't know anything about this. Me neither. Me neither. You saw it. I saw, oh, saw the, the first, first episode. That first episode. I'm, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty dope, man. I'm I really just surprised. I didn't think they want to show that. Yeah. You said what? I didn't think they want to show that. I was not expecting that. Like the, like the bomb. Man, the death itself? Yeah. I was hoping it came from the front angle, but they did like the back angle of it. But still, yeah, it's gross. I mean, either way, it's, it's disturbing. But um, it's it's pretty solid, man. Now, putting this show up against Wild Wild Country, Shayna thinks um, e- Shayna, Evil Genius is better. I think Wild Wild Country is a little better because mm-hmm. it's more in-depth. But I knew a little bit about Wild Wild Country going in because I had previously watched uh, another unrelated like docu- like you know how like they have like documentary series where they focus on one thing, one right. episode, mm-hmm. and another thing, another episode. Yeah, the episode that I saw, they focused on the poisonings. Okay, mm-hmm. so they didn't focus on the whole backstory, like the whole yeah. backstory of the poison. They just focused on the poisonings itself. So I kind of knew going in what it like, what it was kind of sort of about. Like, oh, I heard of them before, but not like the whole uh-huh. thing. Because this happened in 2003, right? Uh, yeah, the early so. 2000s. I'm just surprised I didn't hear about Well, I was still I was 13 years old at that point. So, obviously, I wasn't really thinking I about a lot a of sophomore stuff. sophomore in college. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I can't wait for the documentary about the Fire Festival. 
that Ja Rule uh, had sponsored. Oh, that's going to be hilarious. I can't wait for that documentary. When is that coming out? I don't know. Right. But they I deserve everything that happened to them. Are you going to make like it? That? You should make it. <laughs> they lived in tents and all that stuff. That was crazy. That was kind of hilarious, though. Um, so you want to get into this Atlanta? So b- before we talk about it, I want to talk about FUBU a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let's do that one. Because I finally watched one. that. And, um, yeah, man, you said that Earn looks to Alfred for validation. Mm-hmm. I kind of disagree. I think that show was trying to say it's the show saying a lot of things because because yeah. in high school clothing meant everything. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. to a point oh, yeah. to a point where somebody committed suicide. I think that that's like the gut punch of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. But um, I really think there's a shared tra- childhood trauma between Aaron and Alfred that mm-hmm. kind of makes them closer than ever. Because mm-hmm. you know, in, in in that final scene, I mean, you know, Alfred isn't saying anything when Aaron comes in and his mama tells him. Oh, as a black man, you got to dress nice. Yeah. You know, and Alfred's just sitting there because they both know what happened. That's true. And I think there's a sh- shared childhood trauma because of them, uh, between them. And this may just this may just be me, but I think I have a theory that karma doesn't want them to be successful because of that event. Hmm. That's deep. I don't know. That's just me. You know, I didn't like the way that Earn sort of um, let my man take that blame for that, though. Because the way he did it, and it, it, it sort of symbolizes what he does in a lot of situations. He runs from issues. Yes. Right. You know, and it's sort of just like, all right, that's why he's this way. Because since a kid, he's been running from stuff. He's been avoiding um, confrontation. But I think the episode after that one, well, the episode before that, when he got in a fight with Tracy, I think right. that was the first time that Earn really stepped up and stood up for himself in a long time. Even though Tracy... Even though Tra- Tracy did beat him, Tracy beat him down. But Tracy didn't want to. But he didn't want to. But I think that Earn needed that. He needed he needed that validation that he could stand up on his own, you know, fight his own battles, and that kind of changed his mentality a little bit. You know what I I agree and kind of disagree. I mm-hmm. think like when he was a kid, and he ran away. He was a kid. Kids make mistakes. When you're an adult and you run away, you should know better. And I think in the, in the finale, we we can just hit to the finale now. Yeah, go for it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, want y'all to, I want y'all to start. Go ahead. All right. So, so the finale was pretty much the uh, culmination of everything that happened in, in the season. And it sort of reverted back to even the beginning of Atlanta. So it had like the reference to the couch and sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, Earn was trying to get this. So they, they had a tour. A, a, I don't know what country it was. It was, was, it? It was. it was a European tour. A European tour. And Earn was trying to get everybody together for it. And of course... The rest of them just chill. They relax. They just they had no worries. The cleaning crew was was relaxed. The moving, <laughs> the moving crew. The moving crew was that's they killed me. The little kids playing video games. Right. Like who kid is this? But uh, but anyway, um, the story is pretty much earned trying to get them on this flight for the European tour, and the craziness that sort of happened around that, um, which culminated in them him having a gun that he's supposed to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And he had it in his backpack when he got to the airport. Right. And he somehow finagled, uh, finessed this this gun into um, Clark 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 County's bag. Uh, (laughs) Which I still know how he did that. But then Clark County ended up putting the blame on his manager. Right, right. Right. And then, um, long story short, Aaron was able to get on a plane. He went on a trip to to Europe. And then this is when I'll actually tell Aaron that, you know, you're you're my manager. You, I'm gonna stick with you. You're my family. Right. You know, the only one I could really trust. That was a great monologue. The the really the really good monologue though was um, with him and uh, Darius him, talking. Yeah, him and Darius at the that uh, uh, that place, a, the that, Jewish passport making. Yes, yeah, the Jewish pa- passport making place. That was such a good scene. Scene. I I just love the conversation they had about sort of um, just like success. You know, some of the things where, and I, I'm trying to remember because it was like two weeks ago, but. Um, it was just a good, like a powerful scene that talks about the struggle that they had to face and sort of why, you know, they had this mentality that they have right now. Right. Um, I mean, what y'all think? Go ahead, Shana. Um, I thought it was a really good conversation. I thought it was, um, like you said, like a powerful scene. It, I I don't know, like the the conversation that Earn had with Paperboy at the end, that was just like my favorite like yeah. scene of the whole episode. I still want to know. I'm like, this is like some Ocean's Eleven shit. Like, how did he get that gun? I don't know how he did that. I remember the gun. Like, they put the gun in the bag. He said, he said, hey, man, let me get that bin. And I think the bin probably had Clark's stuff in it. He was like, hey, man, can I use your bin? So then Clark, I remember Clark said something like, uh, 
well, you know, the guy acts nicely. I remember he oh. said that to his manager oh. as he was giving it to him. Oh, okay. Might have missed that part. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. But I think um, – Okay, I got I, I I got a few things to touch on. Like, um, I think Earn Earn I I've always pulled for him throughout. Like, I know y'all say, man, he a bad manager. Mm-hmm. I know, I but still think so. But I I think he tries. He really does try. And I know I know with some people that's not enough because you shouldn't always depend on family to be your manager. But mm-hmm. I think in that moment, you know, Alfred was like, all right, man, I saw what you did. That's what I'm talking about. That's what right. you need to do. Just because you ain't rich and Jewish or nothing, don't mean you can't do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that was a learning moment for Earn. And I think at the same time, I think Clark County is going to be an interesting antagonist because I really yeah. I'm really fascinated by this guy. I didn't like him like the first episode I met him. Wow, the second episode where they, they threatened to beat up the engineer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a little goofy. But I think like I think he might be a worthy antagonist to uh, to uh, Alfred. You know, what? I think he's technically supposed to be Chance the Rapper. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think in the beginning he started out as that. But I think he's yeah. going to manifest into his own little character. Yeah. But I really think that Earn. He truly does mean well. You know, he's trying his hardest. He just has to get out of his own way sometimes. I think he's just doing things to kind of self-sabotage us. Even with his relationship with Van, like, he he didn't have to come at her like that. I mean, just showing his lack of appreciation for her, you know, his lack of awareness of the stuff that she sacrificed, you know, in her life. And I think it was such a touching moment when Ern was talking to his uh, his his baby, Lolly, or Lottie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that little scene they had where they're just sort of like, you know, he just, uh, I think she wiped his face, something like that. Um, and just showing that the love that he has for her. And unfortunately, you know, it just didn't work out for the parents, you know, but he still has this this deep love. He wants to be successful for her. I don't, I don't know why he just won't man up and say, Van, I love you. Like break out into a song and just sing, sing, sing an old, uh-huh. like, uh, <laughs> like, what's that song? Girl, you know, I love you. Who made, who made that? <laughs> I don't know. But Lenny Williams. Lenny Williams. Girl, yeah. you know, I. <laughs> I don't know why he just won't break into a song to this woman, like because he because we know he loves her, right. but he's just like I don't know if he's just not man enough to say it, or he just like like he said when he doesn't w- want to do he doesn't want to alter what like to do what it takes to be with her. But why Which not? I don't understand, right? I mean, if, if you're trying to like like be a man and trying to get your life together, your career, your family, mm-hmm. I mean. Like, I feel like Ern, I love him because I got a lot of sympathy for him, but I feel like the answer's right in his face. He's just not willing to look at it. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just feels like, you know, he has this task complete right now. Maybe it could be a situation where once, you know, Paperboy blows up, you know, then he'll get back in her life because he feels that he can actually, you know, take, take care, care of them. Right. right. I think at this point, he's just like, you know, he's broke. Yeah. He said, he's the in Darius, mindset. You know, I, yeah. He said to Darius, I don't want a handout. I get it, but you can still have the best of both worlds. You can have one world while you're working on the other. That's the one thing I don't think he understands. I just love how Darius, he's just, he's so carefree. He doesn't, he has no worries whatsoever. Like, he's not stressed. And he's just so, like, observant of situations. And he gets, like, the greatest advice at the the perfect time. I think think everybody had a moment to themselves that that changed them forever. With, With Darius, I think it was Teddy Perkins. Mm-hmm. With uh, Alfred, I think it was the woods. He yeah. got lost in the woods. Yeah. And with Earn, you know, I think it was uh, reflecting back on Fubu because I think mm-hmm. all that. I think I think you could look at that whole episode as Earn thinking back. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. It could. It could. I look at it as potentially him still being in that car. You know, them driving home. And I agree. It's just reflecting on his childhood. Right. Um, when you look at, but when you look at Darius, though, I feel like after that incident, incident with Teddy Perkins, he became a lot more just like. I guess thinking like uh, like existential list. I guess like like just thinking big picture now. Right, because he was talking to my girl uh, Van's girlfriend in yeah. the pool. Like you know, yeah. Because I remember Van was like, "How'd you get here?" Oh, you know, that's an even more interesting concept. Right. She's like, "No, how'd you get here to Drake's house?" You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like he wasn't like that before that incident. I feel like I mean he was he a little bit, was. yeah, but it got more extreme though a little bit later, but. Um. Yeah, they all went through their own trials, and I just love how they left my man Tracy hanging. Though yeah. they left him at the apartment with his girl. Um. So they're moving out, right? Yeah, because they, they don't want to deal with him. Yeah, they're moving out. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought was going on. And sometimes you got to leave those, and that's about life. Sometimes you got to leave those people behind who you know ain't going to really, you know, help you in the future. And I think that's the whole mentality, that mentality shift. So I'm thinking next season, if there is one, you're going to start to see more. Yeah, I think you're going to start to see more of the success happening. You know, I think this season was the struggle. I think, I think the first season was just sort of finding themselves. This season was just like the struggle. 
and then hopefully I hope they see like success going forward because I can't deal with this much just uh, <laughs> this many issues in terms of them well, I don't struggling. Know. I don't like um, that's part of the show because Atlanta is probably the only show on TV right now mm. with black people that speaks like the truth about black poverty. Mm. And you could even uh, compare that to another show, Shameless. If you actually saw the Gallagher's come up in the world, there would be no purpose. Like, people will admit, like, even with Roseanne, when Roseanne Mm. finally became rich that that second-to-last season before this revival, everybody was like, Roseanne changed. It was about the working-class family, you know? Mm. I don't know, man. I want to see them blow up, but I want to see them blow up in the series finale. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't think it'll last long if they, like, become, like, super-duper successful. But— with the rap game like the way it is now, you know, I don't know. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But. I mean, you know, we have a Cardi B. You know <laughs> she's a plant. So she's an industry plant. You think so? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just I just think that and going back to Atlanta, I think Al or Paperboy doesn't really know how to handle success, though. I think that's going to be the issue. You know, I don't know if he has that. He wants to continue to remain street. You know, he, he want to remain real. Um, and him trying to remain street is pushing some opportunities away that he could have. But he learned his lesson, though, because he at the end didn't he take the Instagram picture with the guy? Like, come here, man, let's take yeah. a pic. You know, I I feel like these events change these people. Mm. Like Van going to Drake's party kind of changed her. Like, you know, I'm a mother and I'm trying to take a picture with Drake, and it ain't even really him. It's a whole right. it's, it's a, a cutout. <laughs> what do you call those? A fat head? Or, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. But it's deep, man. I, I love the show. Um, I'm hoping for season three. I've been hearing stuff saying that he may not do it. But I think, I, I think, I think he'll he do it. It may take a while, like a rest of development, but he'll do it. Yeah. Or like like Boondocks, because Boondocks wasn't coming out like every year. <clears throat> that we we don't speak about that last season though, because Aaron <laughs> Magruder wasn't involved. No, oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. We need him. <laughs> so y'all, uh, let's. We got the free topic today. <laughs> so we've been we've been freely talking for this whole. 40 minutes. I want to ask something I recently saw in a tweet. We only got 10 minutes left. <laughs> we got a little bit over over 10. So I recently saw this in a tweet. Um, and I want to know if there's any validity in it. So it was this guy. I forgot his name. Um, Jacob something. He tweeted the word or the term straight white male is now similar to the N-word. Never. No. And he has some things to sort of backed up his claim but again from his perspective now in a controversial Um, sense i believe if you call a gay person you know the the word fag i believe that can be as hurtful as but that's just me i I really think that's a hurtful hateful word i mean his point was that people throw it out there when they throw out the term uh straight white male it automatically you know silent silences you know their their voice or something to that extent um It depends on the context, though. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as, as nigger, never. Right. But I think it depends on the context on which it's offending somebody. Yeah. I mean, I look at it this way. The N-word is a loaded term that's been used to, um, you know, demonize and sort of ostracize a group of people for hundreds of years. Whereas being a straight white male is kind of just a reality <laughs> that one may have. And it doesn't necessarily generalize a group of people. To an extent, I mean, yes, some people may generalize saying that you, you know, you come from an area of privilege, but that's not really generalized. Nigger means you're less than because you're black and straight white male is like it's like a allegory. Like you have all these advantages because you're a straight white male. So they they're not even in the same ballpark, in my opinion, as far as a slur. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a slur. And uh, I like. To like say that they're using it to try to silence like straight hmm. white men, right? I don't, I don't know. Like the N word is not used to silence black people, right? But it's I look used at, to offend. Used to offend. That's true. I mean, I just look at the power dynamics and um, using that to, using the, the N word obviously within its history is the context of being of marginalizing a group of people, right? You're you're if you're called that, that's reducing you down to the. The smallest minuscule of, of people. Oh, oh, a straight white male. Okay, we got to talk about this. Tiffany yeah. Haddish uh, audio book, her, her memoir. So it, it came out recently that Tucker Max, um, a straight white male mm-hmm. that uh, used to write books about just hooking up with women. Oh, yeah. You know, used to write hilarious stories. I used to be a fan. 
um, he ghost wrote uh, Tiffany Haddish's memoir. Mm-hmm. And he recently came out and said, um, oh, well, you know, um, I, I was brought in as a ghost writer. You know, she's a terrible writer. So I was brought in to kind of help. And some people, you know, were like, oh, well, that's, you know, somebody trying to take credit for, uh, you know, a black person's success. And mm-hmm. there were all these different angles coming at it. And he was just like, no, I was just telling the truth. She's a gifted comedian. Like, she has a great story. Yeah. I just had to be the writer. So yeah. a lot of people were calling that out because Tucker Max has said some very misogynist things in his stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah, for sure. Once upon a time, I've I've laughed at some of the things he said, but I'm like, dude, like you know, you 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 should be the product of some of these Me Too <laughs> right. tweets. And he's like, well, no, you know, I, I I was young and I was just having fun, and you know, I, I you know, I I'm not as despicable as Harvey Weinstein and all that. I'm like, mm-hmm. you may not have as pow- have as much power as them, but you're still kind of in that category. Mm. I mean, that's deep. I- I know a lot of people have ghostwriters. I mean, that's not I anything new. I think most books, like, like written by, like, I don't believe Steve Harvey wrote anything. Oh, no. Right. Like, that book, I mean, it's garbage anyway, but I, <laughs> I don't think he wrote that. Like, I don't, like, when you have, like, Kevin Hart, like, I don't think you wrote, like, when you have time to write a book. Exactly. Books take a long time. Like, take years. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, there is exceptions to the rule. Like, I think Tyler Perry wrote a book in Medea's voice. I think he sincerely wrote that book because he knows oh. Medea. He knows Medea. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I think that was worth considering. Like, you know, like, uh, that's, you know, this is a straight white male coming out saying, oh, yeah, I'm for me, too. But I'm mm. like, man, your past kind of shows you saying some stuff that right. correlates with this. Okay, you you said that the gentleman that ghost wrote her book, um, yeah. you know, he has a lot of misogynistic jokes. Is it is it a misogynist if 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 she's saying his jokes? That's an interesting mm. point. But here, let me let me tell you this though. I mean, he has one story in there where um he was he was about to have anal for the first time with a woman, <laughs> and um. His friend hid in the closet and videotaped it. It, it. it ended badly. Everybody, it ended badly. But um, wait, these again, are real stories. Yeah, these are real oh, stories. Man. That's not consent. And I know when an interviewer for uh, I think it was either Jezebel or Slate or Slate, it was Slate was interviewing him. He was like, um, "Well, are you conflating uh, consent with um, uh, uh, something? I don't know." He he knows how to deflect questions well because I know he's catched a lot of flack in his career. Yeah. But again, I. Again, you got the straight white male trying to say, "Oh, I'm not with them," but you kind of are. Mm. Yeah, that's that's, and that, that is a thing. If Tiffany Haddish were to say some of Tucker Max jokes, I mean, would they be taken with offense? Probably not. Probably not. Well, that's I mean, that's tough to say though. That's tough, especially in this day and age where people people are up in arms. And I thought the stuff. whole point of a ghostwriter is that don't know who you are right he right. wanted to take credit and he he tried to act like he wasn't trying to he was just like well i just i i got this new book coming out guys and it's right here no i haven't turned to a black woman but i helped tiffany haddish write her book and i'm like dog you're supposed to stay silent right. like why are you doing this i think he just wanted some shine yeah because i haven't heard of his name in a, in a minute so i mean he got sure. money i think he just wanted shine though man but it's, it's deep though because I, I think the whole conversation that the guy was trying to make in terms of the straight white, white male <clears throat> It's coming from a, a, pers- a perspective of not understanding the uh, just the value, the impact of that word, and the, the impact of being you know minority in this country. You know, I think that we often forget you live in our own little worlds, and we forget that there's outside perspectives that you know they don't think the same way, or, or other people may have different experiences. But before you say something, you have to think, all right, if, is this going to actually you know cause more outrage than I'm expecting? That means just something you got to be, you know, cognizant of. I got to ask one question. Do y'all think Solo's going to be good? Um, I mean, I I want to see what Donald Glover does as, as Lando. But other than that, I mean, Noah Emmerich is Han Solo. I'm like, eh. Plus, they got Daenerys know. in there. I'm like, mm. I'm not that excited like to see it. Huh? Yeah, like- no, I like Amelia Clark, but I feel like she's just playing, like, the love interest. And right. that's it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that movie. I'll see it. But I don't know, like I don't, I don't know. Mm. I feel like it's just being made as something like a fun, a fun origin story. I just feel like they're just doing this to make more money. Obviously, I mean, somebody it gets old. Like, just give it, give it a rest. Like Star Wars, they made a new movie every year for like the past what three or four years. I need to see a Yoda origin film. I don't think that. I, oh, I think yeah. that's more than the money that needs to be made. I don't know. If I, want to see that. <laughs> I need to it's see. It's getting Yoda, old man. though. Well, I mean, it's going to be out forever, man, Star Wars. But, but like, it, every year. Right. Even with Marvel, I'm like, man, I'm kind of over it now. Although I'm going to – well, 
Infinity no. War was nice, man. I mean, I'm still sweet. gonna go see Ant Man. <clears throat> but you know what? I'll, I'll say this: with Marvel, there's different characters with different things they're going through, and it makes it seem fresh and new. With Star Wars, I think it just all feels the same. Like it's hard for me to distinguish between what was the one that came out two years ago. Uh, Rogue One. Rogue One and the one that came out last year. <laughs> last Jedi was dope. Uh, but all right. You want to go on to final thoughts? Yeah, I guess what are the final thoughts for this episode? <laughs> we had a lot of final thoughts. Who want to go? Who want to start? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like. Well, just, you know, hold your mother close uh, <laughs> for, for, for this past Mother's Day. And don't forget about your father because Father's Day is a day that's largely forgotten. And just don't don't forget about your dad. If he's your dad, like if he's been in your life, get him something, man. Get him some golf balls or something. Do something. Okay. On Father's Day, I'm logging off of all social media. I don't want to see the I'm the bo I'm the father and the mother posts. Right. Like it's a lot of negativity on Father's Day. For real, people have some pent up anger and resentment towards. I know a lot of single fathers. Like, I know quite a few. And I don't see them post bitter posts on Mother's Day. Ooh, that's another t- topic we get into. All right. <laughs> I was going to say this. That issue is because I feel like as the woman, the woman has to be, I mean, obviously the social norms state, you know, women, they're, you know, they're the nurturers, they're the ones who, who are taking care of the kids. And then being a single woman, you're then asked to do those other things on top of that. So I think that it could just be the, Societal pressure of having to do both things, and I don't know. With, the, with whereas the men, you don't have to be as involved. You can just sort of be there. And there's not really a lot of single fathers I've noticed on social media media either. So they ain't trying to advertise. They're being humble. Yeah, I guess that's what I think. Yeah, like the single fathers that I know, like I know them personally, so I know personally that you're a single father. Yeah. but mm-hmm. I would know just gauging off on of Facebook. your Facebook post mm-hmm. or your Twitter feed. That you were a single dad. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I guess my final <laughs> <laughs> my final thoughts for today is that um you know continue to watch good movies. Uh, <laughs> Definitely so. Hey, check out Fargo when you get a chance. I'm talking to both of you. Fargo was a great oh, show. I've heard. I've heard it's a good show. I just never had the yeah. the time to, to watch it. Um, again, check check out. I got to check out Deadpool too. I'm excited to go see that. You'll like it. Yeah. I mean, but you know. The summary of this episode is just free keep for all. Free for all. Um, watch Atlanta if you haven't. Certainly it's worth it. Um, get that Royce 5-9 album. Yeah. Watch Evil Genius. Watch Evil Genius. And with that being said, it's been another great episode, you all. We will yeah. see you soon. <laughs>